Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast, where we provide unasked for audio commentary tracks to Star Trek The Next Generation episodes live. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Lee. Aaron. Min Min. And I'm May. Yes. Ah. Uh, that was a real good. I'm still recovering from last week. I don't know about you mm. guys, but. Yeah. That Wait, was a real say. thrill. Yeah. In comparison, okay. like like uh, hearing Aaron do it was like watching my child get on the stage for the first time. <laughs> it was touching. It was sweet, and sh- she did her best. You don't really, <laughs> you didn't really, you don't really often talk about your child. <laughs> it's nice that every once in a while you throw her. Every once in a while, she stays in the box. <laughs> the child doesn't go on the table. Well, I mean. If the child was better looking, well, one time how is, how is little uh, how is little uh, Pamela there, man? Like, yeah. not even what? going there. You know, we have an episode to get to. Don't yeah. think what I'm gonna. Be... To a twinkle. What would yeah. Min's daughter's name be? Let's all name yeah. Min's. Ooh, Min's that's a tough daughter. one. Yeah. Twinkle. Mindy. Mindy. <laughs> Mindy. <laughs> Solid. It's definitely Mindy. Definitely Mindy. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for one of these that I like <laughs> most. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. When my favorite and when everyone knows it's Mindy. When I when I was my favorite show. My favorite and Mindy show when I was has slanty eyes. Wait, no. No. Yoinks. Yoinks. My favorite show. Remember when Robin Williams played Min on Min and Mindy? <laughs> 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 uh, well, I, I mean, that would be quite an actor to play. Talk me about cultural appropriation. Movie. No, jeez, yeah. I would love it if Robin Williams played me in my autobiography, in my bio- biopic. Well, that's going to be hard now. <laughs> well, yeah. Because he's dead. I, I'm okay what? with a CGI Robin Williams playing me. Uh huh. Cool. Yeah. What's, right. What would be the name of your biopic? I think we've all settled on Mindy. What, what do we want to name? Yeah, yeah. There's, any, there's no other choices. Yeah. How about Min Minner Minist? <laughs> no, no, that's not hitting with the crowd. It, I uh, love it, actually. That's, that's why you need us to name your child. The Min Minner Minist Mindy. Yeah. Oh. Or as friends called her, mm. I swear to you, though. Mindy. The most popular name that you guys come up with for my child, I will totally float that past my partner when I have, when if and when I have my kid, I'm going to be. So uh, listeners, contact us at. (laughs) Yeah, send in your used listeners' suggestions. And tell us what you think we men should name his his theoretical (laughs) child. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. If it's a boy, Bruno. If it's a girl, Gertrude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> thank you Riker's beard yeah. Aaron will be mad if you don't name the child Corky Romano but... oh. Jeez. Right. Yeah. we gotta start the episode right what are we doing <laughs> we're watching season 2 episode 2 of Star Trek Next Generation where silence has, has where, where silence has Lease. Sean, how much time is on the clock? I got 45 minutes and 47 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. Here we go. Yes. 
Mine didn't punch. Oh, punch your puncher. Yeah, happens, manual so. punch. Yeah. 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 It's it's like last it's like, time. It's like the computer. Season two has been. You got to use a manual punch. <laughs> <laughs> These have been rocky starts, but they've been good. We've been going with it. Matt, it's are you with us? Here, you know, it's Rocky for Picard. He's kind of like uneasy on the. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, now it's working. He just sat down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Well, we're certainly not talking about how she was pregnant. Yeah. A few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll never talk about that ever again. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. 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 Everything well, went back to where it should be. Down. That is the foundation of a successful relationship, being able to just forget about past misgrievances. Don't like, isn't that how your marriage has survived? Says, like, says the, you don't know how many times I've had to forgive my wife for letting an alien impregnate her <laughs> with a day, uh, with a, which is essentially a, 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 a mayfly, you know. Did you? Uh, to be fair, she didn't let them impregnate her. <laughs> they just did it without her consent. That's but. why we're here in 2020 right now. There's no understanding of consent. Damn. Really? And you talked to your wife about that? We, we went the Star Trek method and just didn't talk about it ever. <laughs> never talked <laughs> talk about, about what? See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why your relationship so, uh, is much healthier than mine. Is, what's it like in the witness protection program? <laughs> I've said too much. I have to go. Glad they still let you podcast. Yeah, and it's amazing they still allow the podcasting. They're well, like nobody listens to that show anyway. Yeah. So go ahead and do it. It's pretty much the perfect cover. Mm-hmm. No one will ever find you there. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, no, it's good though. We we have a good explanation it, for it now. It's the official voice of Riker's. <laughs> He's about to do an amazing <laughs> dancing. <laughs> what the hell is happening in this episode? Uh, oh. <laughs> They're teenage. It's like Thriller Part Two. They're doing a wharf workout. Are they fucking oh, around on the holodeck? Yeah, this is holodeck shit. Okay. This is his. This is warps. Dude, badass. Oh, this is like one of his training programs. Yep. This is why oh. the show is considered for nerds right here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is why? <laughs> I mean, look at this shit. <laughs> what would you rather they, they... You usually like it when there's weird aliens and stuff. Like, I, you, do, I thought you'd be I'm enjoying like, This is... <laughs> she's a nerd, is what she's saying. Like, he had to turn the I... act toward him. Yeah. <laughs> this is so a... you think that guy or the Gorn, Aaron? Like Skeletor Jr.? Was the other guy uh, supposed to be a Gorn? This is like a Halloween no. costume. It's not a very good no. uh, look. I mean, it's you, weird you know, that they have shows like execution. where they do this and they have the last show, which is like decidedly not this. It's a mixed bag, you guys. <laughs> well, I think they're trying to appeal to like a lot you of You never know what of... you're going to get. Well, oh, that's cool. Star Trek for you. I mean, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot yeah. of the episodes are more sort of like, like the last week's episode is a little more sort of like 
we have a dilemma and we have to figure yeah. out the solution to this dilemma. I but there's mean, no, you know, there's no action in that episode. And then in this, you know, then there are episodes like this one where there's, it's more of an action adventure yeah. kind of show. But that's Star mm-hmm. Trek. Star Trek is vast. It contains multitudes. Like yeah. you can do, you can do anything you want with Star there's Trek. You can do, yeah, but there really is. You can do ethical dilemmas. You can do action episodes. Card rolling up in this. Halloween mask bite. I mean, I think yeah. there's a reason why he's not in this scene. The mask work was not it's great. I'll give you that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so, Aaron, what do we think? Beard Riker or no Beard Riker? Mm. I, I think, think Beard, beard Riker. Riker. Yeah, oh. I think everybody agrees. I think that's pretty him. much I mean, universal, he's right? Yeah, I've never heard anybody say they prefer babyface. Uh, Babyface Riker. Like, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad I know what it looks like. Don't you yeah. prefer kissing so the You can beardless? know that you prefer the beard. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he looks better with the beard. Like, he does. Without it. He doesn't need the beard, but like the beard adds something extra. Gives him a little heft. Like he make, It makes him seem a little bit more manly like and less of the yeah. sort of, the baby I mean, face. Like young. He mm-hmm. tried to do that front chair and then that back chair thing. With <laughs> Uh-huh. Try to. He did it. He does exactly. that all the time. It would be douchier without the beard. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. It'd be frat. It'd be very fratty. Mm-hmm. Give us the credits, Sean. Uh, where Silence Has Lease, season two, episode two, original air date November twenty eighth, nineteen eighty eight. The Enterprise encounters a mysterious void in space. And when they move in closer to investigate further, it imbalances them, and they can't get out. Aaron, sounds like a black what do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? Probably gonna be higher than the last one because <laughs> it's got it's some got mask a bunch work. Of nerd stuff that dudes <laughs> like, so I guess it's a seven. <laughs> it feels like you're equating nerd with like boys. Anybody boys said stuff. seven? Yeah. All right. Anybody else? May always, May always says seven. That's her. Good. That's I'm gonna her. go out on a limb here and say seven. Yeah, baby. I'll be. I'll, I'll say six at two. I guess six one. I'm gonna say five nine. Six three. Seven one. Oh wait! Oh. Wow. I'm gonna state something that I have not backed with any facts. But I think that the more it's that in the beginning of an episode, the higher the rating versus a female-driven storyline. Oh, okay. Probably right. Mic drop. Yeah. Uh, Look at all these dudes and all this uh, Riker crotch that were the like... Riker's given the crotch shot. Mm-hmm. Well, he's feeling himself right now. He's got the beard. He did the the forward sit, the backward Riker sit. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, he started season two, episode one, sitting in the captain's chair. How do you think? Do you think Brent Spiner just would get so irritated with with him putting his crotch right by his head? I mean, we've talked about this before. It is kind of like Riker loves to do that move. Mm-hmm. He does it all the time. Um, so I guess Brent Spiner's, if he did have any obje- objection to it, uh, Frakes ignored him because he just keeps doing it <laughs> for the next six years. Like, he's not, he's not going to stop. Yeah. 
Plus, I don't think androids care about that stuff. <laughs> he cared about his name. Data does, but data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's keeping an ongoing list of when Riker does it because that thing he thinks that'll make him more human. Yeah, <laughs> if he cracks the code. Yeah, he should start that doing is it himself. So weird move. Yeah, like, if I saw this in real life, I'd be like, "What's happening right now?" Yeah, he's just airing what? it out. If you saw like the scene right now where they're sort of yeah, like, where he's like, in, I don't know. Oh, my you've God. never done that at work. Picard just tapped yeah. Wesley yeah. lightly on the shoulder. He's never done that yeah. before. Oh, yeah. starting to warm up to him. Picard is starting to like Wesley. Oh no, <laughs> Wesley is still an object. Yeah, yeah. a tool, as it were. <clears throat> does, it make, up a lot. does it make sense to anybody that a 16 year old would be allowed to stay sure. on a starship that is in mm-hmm. like peril literally every week? I think they're not ages. Rather than go with his mother, his legal guardian, mm-hmm. uh, back to Earth where he would be safe, it seems weird that Wesley yeah. is. I think it's just proof of how bad a mother Beverly Crusher is. <laughs> I thought it was a doozy situation. Like, he's really good at that. Oh, yeah, he yeah. is absolutely he's really good at this show. Right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Uh, I, I like when this happens. It's funny that, you know, I like it when it's, I like when real world production difficulties, like Gates McFadden leaving the show, have to have, have they have to come up with some bullshit, like in canon explanation yeah. for yeah. why Love her it. son didn't go with her. Cause obviously yeah. they're not going to fire Will Wheaton just because Gates McFadden is gone. Right. So they have to come up with some nonsense <laughs> explanation like- for why. Wesley Give me permission to say, my mom will be cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's she fine. <laughs> I'm sure she'll agree. It's like, mom's cool. She yeah. filled out my permission slip. Yeah. She said, ask you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically what Wesley does. Wesley yeah. goes to Picard first in that at last week's episode. Before he talks to it, Picard says, what's your mom say? And he's like, I haven't talked to her yet. I wanted to talk to you first and get you on my side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. This is a way more traditional Star Trek-y kind of episode. This is a very Star trek here. It's an energized cloud. It's an energized cloud, cloud. yep. (laughs) But it's got negative energy. It's just a big hole in the space. This is Dr. a very Star Trek-y episode. Yeah. Dr. Crusher comes back next season? Yes. Okay. We only, Dr. Pulaski is only here for this one season, and then she uh, departs. Where she goes to L.A. Law. Was anybody watching L.A. Law in the late 80s? Like, I was as a weird, uh, <laughs> as a weird I, preteen I watching a TV show that wasn't meant for, <laughs> for me. Dude, I watched I it. watch it regularly. Yeah, so. <laughs> she went to L.A. Law uh, after this, and sort of famously, her character dies by falling down an open elevator shaft. Yeah. Right. But she was on L.A. Law for a while, wasn't she? Yeah, so a couple, two, mm-hmm. three seasons, something like that. Okay, at least twelve stories. 
<laughs> she played it kind of hey, a Dr. Pulaski good. type on L.A. Law, too. She yeah, was sort of like a, she was like a ball buster. Yeah, she was like she was like the villain yeah. you love to hate on that show. Like she always caused a lot of problems for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dr. Pulaski is sort of uh, maybe opening the door for a character like the Captain Jane Elway, where <laughs> it feels like Captain Elway was Wait. a little tougher. Wait. What did <laughs> you call her? What? Say her name again. Jane El- El- No, did I have it wrong? You're in the zone. Really yeah. Like, uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, you'll have to help me out. Captain no. Jane. I think we should just call her Captain Jane Elway from now on. Jane Elway. Okay. The famous quarterback. Yeah. Her first first name Jane, last name, first name Elway. Elway. Jane, what? Oh, I thought it was maybe Jane middle initial L last name Way. Yeah. Oh, she's Captain Way. Jane Way? Oh. Jane Elway. Jane Elway. Like uh, L. Ron. Um, like the yeah. L is for Lisa or something. Like it's just... <laughs> no, just L is in like the right. It's like a oh capital <laughs> E, like yeah, like L. Superman. Okay, yes, yeah, <laughs> from the House of L. You guys. <laughs> Jane L. Way. right now. Like hey, we yeah. let you have your moment in the sun last yeah. week. This is our time now. <laughs> this is our I time. Be, I get to be you as nerdy. I get to be as nerdy as I want now. Like, yeah. yes. you had your time in the sun. Yeah. Tell her. Tell her, Matt. <laughs> I don't know why I got so aggressive right then. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. He's insulting some, a good time. some nerd that some nerd culture here. She could sense us going down a real deep uh, <laughs> hole yeah. and decided to nip that off at the fucking time. Vajijer, vajijer. Like, oh, no. <laughs> they went from talking about Star Trek to talking about comic books. This is not going in the right direction. <laughs> Do I need to talk about Corky Romano? Can we talk about Whoopi Goldberg? Yes. Some more? Talk about Gorky Romano and his troubles yeah, and travails. So, was he named Jake? Do wrong. we need a jingle? First of all, before you start, Aaron, do we need a jingle for Corky <laughs> Romano stories? Like, do we need a Corky Cookie? Corky Romano? <laughs> you gotta come up with a, na- a title for the bit, though. Yeah, Corky Cookie. <laughs> I think it's like a, it's a Corky Cookie. Let's have a Corky Cookie. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, we should call it. Here's 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 the name pitch for you. Do you yeah. guys want some info? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I'm assuming that's a reference. I've never seen the movie, so I don't know. Um, it's the it's the one reference that Aaron always does. Jeez. Yeah. I don't really listen when she talks about Corky. Well, she got it. <laughs> she got it. Well, totally listen it. now. Gather around, everybody. <laughs> Well, you might recall this is when usually I said, when I go pee was like yeah. when this when this well, starts. Feel free, but still listen. Just go pee. Right now. I'm kidding. I'm listening. Go ahead. Um, so he talked about the film was painful and creatively damaging. Do you remember that little teaser? Yes. Okay, so I'm just gonna jump ahead. I'll just give you a little bit of condensed condensed story so like it started off fine like it was a fun movie they were having a good time they had some freedom to like do their thing and they were you know moving in a certain direction and then 
the like a top executive from Disney came and like fell asleep when they were like watching the the reels or whatever. Uh-huh. And that kind of like stressed the producer out and then all of a sudden it became like not fun. So basically just like business stuff kind of got weird. Everybody overinterpreted like the guy Yeah. Not like I think he I don't know. He doesn't say for sure, but like, you know, he might have just been like tired or something. <laughs> like, it Or was... maybe he just thought it was a bad movie, right? Maybe yeah. he just didn't like it. And that's yeah, he might not have. So the but... feedback from the executives was, this is garbage. Is... What's that? The, the feedback from the executive was, this is bad. And so the producer freaked out and said, we have to start no, making like changes even, even... or what? They didn't even wait for feedback, according to. I the... think it's just that he fell asleep, and like well, that's that's the, the feedback. I mean, the, yeah, producer, you fell asleep, the producer who thought it was hilarious before now thinks it's terrible and was like uh-huh. micromanaging it. So uh-huh. that's just give you a little background. Okay. So here's what the producer's saying: You need to smile all the time. He explained, "What I want and the studio wants to see is that crisp that we all love, who walks into a room smiling." Yeah, but real people don't smile all the time (laughs) when they're alone. But I was exhausted, and for the first time, I stopped listening to my instincts and simply followed orders. Maybe everything they were saying was right and everything that I'd been thinking was wrong. I told myself, Bob, that's the producer, must know what he's doing, and the studio knows what they want, so I have no other choice but to trust the system. I pushed for showing moments of the character's vulnerability, especially in the scenes with Vanessa, an actress in the film. But it was the fart jokes that seemed most important to Bob. Well, they are pretty important. (laughs) Zach Galifianakis had a small part in the film where he played Dexter, the computer hacker. When they shot the scene, Zach was having trouble acting frightened while Pete Berg and Chris Penn yelled orders at him. And Simons, that's the producer, Bob Simon, got so frustrated at Zach that he stepped in and started screaming at Zach over and over. Although it did not make it easier for poor Zach to reach a level where he was sweating, nervous. Although it did make it easier for poor Zach to reach a level where he was sweating, nervous, and truly scared. It was still uncomfortable to watch Simons literally scream in Zach's ear, toss papers around, and even grab and shake the computer desk. Zach eventually included a story in his stand-up routine about this experience. And he made Corky sound like the biggest piece of shit he ever made. When, he finally, when we finally wrapped, there's not much more. I sat in the editing room, cringing at how far my performance was from what I had originally intended. I remember thinking, SNL is going to have a field day making fun of this when they see it. That summer, filming Corky was the hardest I had ever worked on anything in my life. I was pulling 15-hour days, and after work every night, I would come home to, well, this. A gorgeous woman like someone you would find in a Federico Fellini film, her face inflamed and dotted with sweat, her voluptuous lips quivering as she held a kitchen knife out at me. My home life had started to play out like an episode of a show on the ID channel. I called it my introduction to dating a hot mess. This may have been the Catan curse my dad had warned me about. My girlfriend was like an exotic Sybil. Every night, another personality would appear and magically create an argument out of nowhere. She yelled at me about everything and nothing, yet always honestly seemed to believe she had every reason to. Sometimes she would greet me with a charming, oh, okay, now you're home. Why didn't you call me, she would shout. I called you like 40 times. Not once did you pick up. I usually let it go. When you're exhausted, you don't want to pick a fight. 
One evening after a very long day, I opened the fridge to see it completely empty except for one beer on the bottom shelf. Didn't I just buy two cases of beer? I made the mistake of asking her. Uh, no, why? Because there's only one beer left now. From that point on, on, she yelled every word she said. Oh, so you're saying I drank them all? Then came the final act when she threatened me with a knife, then changed her mind, shouting, that's it, I'm going to call the cops and tell them you stabbed me. So this is the full story of what my life was like while working on Corky Romano. At the time, I had no idea that my girlfriend of two years was doing drugs behind my back. I had no point of reference for this relationship, nor any idea how a person doing blow even behaved. She did eventually turn her life around and became a success story. I won't mention this woman's name, but I will tell you she was taller than me. I understand now that she couldn't help it. She was battling a disease. At the time, I actually believed her anger was somehow my fault and that she was rightfully furious with me. My dad's word of, words of wisdom is the fucking you're getting worth the fucking you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Hey. Good word. Wow. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to strike all of that for copyright. Yeah, that was an epic. I like how you said there wasn't what much more about 15% <laughs> of the way in. <laughs> Just come on. It was like two pages. Yeah. I don't think we got to strike that, Philippe. You put your own spin on it. <laughs> and that's just a little nug of... Uh, just advertising, the... free advertising. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're enjoying it, Aaron? Yeah, man. Um, Nobody knows who Chris Catan is, anyway. <laughs> so what's going on in this episode? <laughs> They're stuck in an energized cloud. Yes. Moving on. Just call that ship the Yamato? It is. Isn't that uh, from like some anime or manga or It's something? like the, the most the biggest battleship ever created by the Japanese Navy. Oh, it was an actual battleship. An actual <laughs> yes, before it was the anime based on the, before it was space battleship Yamato. It <laughs> was an actual Yamato. Yes, well. There's a real there's a real Yamato. Yes. Mm. If only they taught history in World War II. Schools. Means once upon a time there was a war. <laughs> yes. That happened all over the world. <laughs> all over. That's why they called it a world and war. And they called it the World War. Yeah. And then a few decades later they had another one. Go back. A, a war men is when two forces or nation <laughs> right, states right. come to conflict. It was like that Chris Kattan story, yeah, with his yep. girlfriend. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was a lot like that. It was a World War Two <laughs> fought was, was fought over who drank all the beer. <laughs> I mean, in a sense. Yeah. Do you J think the Japan Germans? had the knife, and the knife had a name, and that name was Yamato? <laughs> Do you really think he doesn't know what people on Blow act like? <laughs> no, well, I don't believe. That. I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> Uh, when actors say uh, that guy seemed like he was on blow, what they mean is I was on blow with that guy, and so was he. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. For I, the watched, I watched uh, Heat again the other day for the, about the thousandth time, nice. and 
and then I was listening to one of the like things on the on the DVD, and it was Pacino says, Pacino has said that his he he act the reason he's so like insane in that movie and like big, is that he was playing the character as if the character was on cocaine all the way th- all the way through that movie. That's why he's acting so like aggro all the time in that, that makes movie. Makes more sense now. And I was like. I think what Al Pacino meant to say is that Al Pacino was no, right. <laughs> the whole time they were making that movie. <laughs> and that's that like also makes more sense. But it's easier to be like third person about it. Yeah. I based my character <laughs> as if he was a cocaine addict. Not that I would know anything about that myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his character was, was pretty uh, intense, you could say. <clears throat> that was a good movie, though. Long. Corky Romano? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Corky. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie, actually. That sounds is right. It, yeah, is it, is it any good? <laughs> um, I guess it depends who you ask. If you ask mm-hmm. a random person or somebody who's bought the biography of the main <laughs> Well, then you need to ask Matt. Do you guys know well, what the Yamato is named after? Like why it's called the Yamato? No, we don't. The original? Yeah, why they called the bat the original battleship, why it's called Yamato. I'm sure Jake does. Um, why they called it Yamato? I don't know. I actually don't know. Other than it might be a region or something. That's exactly right. It's yeah. Yamato province, a province yeah. of Japan. So it's like if it was named the California or something like that. Yeah. The 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 reason I guess that is because her sister ship is Musashi, and I know Musashi is a province in Japan. Yeah. Wow. So then there's a, like, there's, yeah. a, there's a manga that's called Yamato. A battleship yeah, space. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's an anime called Space Battleship Yamato. Yeah. Oh, okay. The the main character's ship is called the Yamato. Uh huh. And then it's called the the Enterprise's sister <laughs> ship is called the Yamato. <laughs> yes. Wait, the Enterprise's sister ship is called the Yamato? Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's what we just That's learned in this episode. Talking, they were just talking about it, right? See how they're oh, on the Yamato and it looks exactly same. like the Enterprise? Yeah. That was not, not because they for just any reason use the other same than set. this. <laughs> it's because they Forward. built the entire Yamato ship and it looks exactly like the yeah. Enterprise. That was really convenient for... I mean, they actually built a second set that was exactly like the first yeah. one. So they actually built an exact replica on stage over on stage nine. Yeah. Well, the Yamato one is darker, of course. So and then it's... somebody said, "Why don't we just reuse the already existing bridge set?" And Gene Roddenberry was like, "You're fired." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he used that idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then rehired as a higher genius. position. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a movie, there's a live-action movie version of Space Battleship Yamato. Has anybody seen this? They took the anime and made a live-action version out of it. I haven't seen that. That's cool. Nope. 2010, Space Battleship Yamato. I have not seen. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. It was a big hit, big hit in Japan. Number one at the Japanese box office, beating Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Wow. Wow. Fourth highest grossing film of in Japan of Japan in of the year in 2011. Fourth highest. Wow. So, now I'm curious what the other three were. 
Uh, I bet they are Japanese movies. Hmm. <laughs> I like Russia how they have like, little dustbusters in their pockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are their phasers, but man, yeah. they look like they look like modern day dustbusters, or not modern day ones. But they the look ones... like 1988 dustbusters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're too small to be 1988 dustbusters. Those That's were size like miniaturization. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> The number one movie in Japan that year, Min, was something called Umezaro 3, The Last Message. Ooh. Mm. Huh. Sounds like, cool. I always feel like uh, the, the transfer guy's in like a sound recording booth because of the, the wall. Looks like that sound. Re- yeah. The sound. The sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Acoustic uh, bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. The acoustic mm-hmm. damn plane. That's where he's doing his mixing. <laughs> Umizaro. <clears throat> nice. Finger guns. Finger guns for transporter chief. Yeah. Yeah, he's they don't he doesn't have a name, right? That's what Sean was saying. No, no. They, they, haven't, call, they don't haven't call him Miles in, yet. Nope. Yeah, he's I gotta earn his stripes. When does he get a name? I do yeah. not know. There are some episodes about Julie. About what? Jordy. I don't get enough Jordy time. Jordy is a great character. His when they make him the focus of an episode, through no fault of his own, they tend to not be very good episodes. Mm-hmm. I think like Jordy gets the Scotty uh, yeah. sort of character arc on this show, where Scotty is always. Remember how Scotty was always having like creepy love plots like there would be episodes where scotty had like a crush on For some girl sure. who worked on the set jordy has a lot of those sort of plots and then that like, girl would die jordy, mysteriously jordy meets a woman and it turns out she's a weird alien jordy meets a woman and it turns out she's an android you know like yeah. they do a lot of jordy has a terrible love life storylines for some reason that, well, I mean, it's not necessarily terrible for your love life if you meet an alien woman or an android, is it? Yeah. Well, well this is the Star future. Trek, they're, they're it's usually like there's some uh, deception involved, too. Oh, okay. He's like catfished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he does have some good episodes. There's a good one where he gets kidnapped by the Romulans. Like, that's a pretty good episode. And he does all right. There's a few data episodes where Jordy is like the second. Yeah, they build a, they spend a lot of time on the data Jordy friendship. So those two usually whenever there's a big data episode, Jordy's a data dump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> data doesn't dump. We've talked about this already. <laughs> I thought he did, but he didn't have to, and that's super annoying to the space jam. Yeah, and that's why yeah. when he does, it's like yeah. You didn't have to. Yeah, and why didn't you flush? Like, yeah. see it through. He's trying to become more human. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. When you're <laughs> By not human. flushing. Has anybody else besides me and Sean been watching uh, Star Trek Lower Decks? How speaking is it of, now? Speaking of space janitors. A show about space janitors, mm. sort of. I saw a billboard for yeah. Oh, no. Ah. The energized cloud has a face. And it's a real creepy. Dancing baby. This is so creepy. I've always thought it was creepy. It's Mm -hmm. really un it's unnerving, this this face. (laughs) It's terrible. Pushing uncanny. Played by Earl Bowen. 
Wait, that is a human behind there? <laughs> That's the voice. It looks like if Sharknado was a person. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the doctor in the Terminator movies. Like a little baby Sharknado person. Mm-hmm. It seems like some kind of French TV show for kids, like a Teletubbies <laughs> precursor. Yeah. Yes. And it's really popular. He's the doc- like the mean psychiatrist in the yes, Terminator? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, that's yep. fun. That's the actor who plays Nagellan. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it the reason why his name is Nagellum is because Richard Mulligan was supposed to play it. Uh Star Trek. Richard Mulligan's busy on uh whatever that show he was on was called. Nurses. Empty Nest. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, whoa. This is wrong. This is how she falls down a elevator, man. You got those seizures. <laughs> People are like <laughs> she starts falling here. Yeah, and she, she doesn't land till she's on LA Law. Yeah, <laughs> for, for four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. She's stumbling for four four seasons. Empty nest. Diana Moldar is still Diana alive. Uh, I looked up her IMDb. She's eighty three. She's still she's still with us. She retired after LA Law. Essentially, she basically stops working after she leaves LA Law. She retired. Does she, she said they cons? were. She said there were no, like, nobody writes parts for women her age, so she basically sort of semi-voluntarily stopped working Mm -hmm. because she couldn't get hired. I mean, I think that's kind of like what Whoopi's saying, too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what Whoopi said. And probably she's she's got double because she's black, so it's like there wasn't anything. uh Uh, Everyone gives a drink moment. Is this the best death in all of Star Trek? (laughs) Yes. He really goes for it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. it get up. A lot more believable the way she than the way she jumped around. <laughs> yes. He's dead, Jim. That's a very. You know uh, I forgot to say this last week, but you know what else I think about uh, sort of Whoopi stopping acting and moving into TV is that she hosted the Oscars a bunch of times in that era, like sort of like oh, yeah. mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Huge star, and and everyone loved her, and everyone was like, "Wow, Whoopi's great!" You know, she's great at hosting the Oscars. Ah, uh, so she's like, great as herself. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? She's great as like a TV personality. Yeah, and and I think she sort of went like, "Shit, I'm not getting good parts, so yeah. I, can I can make just be myself. I can, I can be myself on television mm-hmm. and be just as successful." So she goes and does Hollywood Squares, and like, you know, mm-hmm. is a big hit and. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of she realized it would yeah. be, easy, be easier to just, you know, be a TV personality than keep banging your head yeah. against the door trying to make yeah. movies happen. Well, she's hilarious. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, she's just naturally funny, man. Hollywood yeah. Squares, she was amazing. She's great. She was a, she's a, she's very good. She's very funny. <laughs> Can can we go back to that death for just a quick second? Do you think that he did it like at that percentage right away, or do you think the director worked him up to that? No, I think that's I think down. that's the tape version. The, I think he start. Yeah, Sean's saying he started bigger, and the director yeah. was like, "Take it down by <laughs> five. Turn it down by like fifty percent." I think the producer was yelling at him like the guy to Zach Galifianakis. More, more, yeah, bigger, bigger. (laughs) I cannot imagine that being bigger though, Sean. Like that was huge. 
already on screen that the what was what was aired. That's what she said. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Sean. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> uh, we can end this show now. Does she get any? What are we gonna call? It's not quite spacism. What are we gonna call the phenomenon when Pulaski is like bigoted against robots? Oh, I think we call that spacism. We just call it spacism. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Robots are just a different type of race. So she's, she's what else does she have against data? She's a luddite. She doesn't like. She, a lot of people in this universe don't ha- are are wary of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, the, the, the behind show. the scenes, the behind the scenes story on this, I actually know the answer. If you want to know. Yes. 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 Give it she, to us, Matt. This is the place, the one place you can talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Without place you can talk yeah. about Beaten up. I can go on other Star Trek podcasts, but they're not as much fun as you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, was that a threat? <laughs> or or was yeah, it a I burn? I don't think it's a threat to just you know say things that are true. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, was that a threat? That feels like a threat. Riker's spirit, hold him down. That's, that sounded more like a threat. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so the producers wanted to set up a sort of Spock McCoy relationship. Like they wanted to have like somebody who would be like the banter who could banter back and forth with data in the way that Spock and McCoy had that sort of like semi antagonistic relationship back on the old show. So what they're going for with Dr. Pulaski is Dr. McCoy part two, female, female bones, cranky and kind of like bigoted against data in the same way that McCoy was sort of bigoted against uh, Vulcans. But it doesn't quite work because they don't have the same chemistry with each other that uh, McCoy and Spock have with each other. So I, I think that idea kind of doesn't quite play. Yeah. It doesn't work on screen the way that they intended yeah. it. Spock because is kind of soft. It comes yeah. off like she's just bullying him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't fight well, back. Like, yeah, he's, but that's the difference between Data and Spock. Spock is like knows he's a superior being and you know and acts as such. Whereas Data tries back. to Data knows he's a superior being but wants to be human. Yeah, and it just comes off as her being a dick to right. him because he doesn't really argue back with her. So whatever vibe they were going for, it didn't play out the way yeah. they wanted to. But it's funny when you were saying like people are upset about it, and I'm like, well, obviously like they, it was intentional because it's like a script. So, like, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't yeah. improv those yeah. lines. I love it. I love it. It's just I like, don't think they were mad at the actress. They just didn't yeah. like her. They didn't like the like character. Yeah. Yeah. And some people were mad at the actress. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we learned about in modern times is people can't mm-hmm. separate the two. Yeah. People, yeah, people yeah. are not good about that sort of thing. So yeah. let's not the give poor guy that played Jar Jar Binks is yeah. still catch his okay. shit all the time. He's still in the witness protection program. On the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's currently, he's he's currently hosting this show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What, we, what nobody realized was that Diana Moldar was Jake all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why Jake is using the voice changer. So versatile. Mm. 
But uh, doesn't that really depend? Because the, the 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 actor who played Joffrey on Game of Thrones, he he was his character was so like revolting and hideous. But he's been, I think, pretty decently treated in real life, where people could separate like, oh, then you 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 are this revolting character. Yeah, but people but... like the character as a bad guy, though. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things. That makes it's like sense. people like the... you're so good. Right. At being the bad, like you were so good at being terrible. Like people like yeah. knew it was a terrible character, and it wasn't like something that was ruining the chemistry of the main cast. You know what I mean? I think. Whereas Jar Jar was like an affront to reality. Yeah, Jar Jar was like well, it Jar was Jar racist. Was the, the the whole the whole thing, like you know, <laughs> the character, not the I actor. Mean, the actor had nothing to do with it. The character, I mean. You know, he did what he was told. So I should stop sending hate mail. <laughs> no, no, it's That's the, the only, only fan mail, mail he gets. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, I'd like to meet the one like super duper Jar Jar fan. apologist. Fan? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think they exist. Oh, oh, I, I'm, oh they are out there. I'm sure they exist. I just like to meet <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> I mean, Erin doesn't know much about Star Wars, but she knows to defend Jar Jar at every chance. And <laughs> to defend him? Yeah. He always... <laughs> I think she knows how to rile up a crowd of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she obviously does. <laughs> <clears throat> I have to say the the Enterprise has been looking really really good in in the shots where we see the ship. I don't I don't know whether it's like the same graphics or updated you know, graphics, but you know, Matt, if they update, did they up the the budget from yeah. season one to season two? Same. Uh, I don't know, but the show looks better. I mean, mm. I agree with you. Yeah. Like, more saturated colors. Yeah, the ship looks even better. It looks like it has more depth and somehow more nuance. They also haven't had any episodes yet where they're down on a planet and it's just a blue <laughs> That's like, true. backdrop yeah. behind yeah, these them. These are back-to-back where they're just on the rocks. ship the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at the bokeh in these shots. Some the good bokeh, man. Yeah, beiges be popping. <clears throat> He's gotten... More mature this season. Little Wesley? Yeah, yeah. he's taller and a little wider. Yeah, he was really like he was a beanpole last the first season. Well, I I still think he's pretty wiry, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think I I agree. More he's, he's, he's a seems little broader shoulders. Mm. Yeah. A little I, I wonder why like they wrote him like such like this. 50s era sci-fi innocent kid. <laughs> yeah. like, like I mean, like so much. Because all Why the people who were writing like, it were yeah, writers in the Beaver. 50s. Mm-hmm. What's that? All yeah, but you, who you, would, it, you would I think know. that none of these writers like had children, like teenage children, yeah. like whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yes. A teenage boy. Yes. Like, these writers it's like a movie version. Off, for of God's sakes, you think they would like throw some. Pubes on that kid. Yeah. How old is he in real life compared to his character? Are they he's he, exactly the yeah. same age. He was a kid. Okay. He was okay. he was not he was not twenty playing sixteen. Like he was he's actually, sixteen now, I think. Yeah. 
This is an episode that is uh, not very good because there's no like they just they the the alien just lets them go. Yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah. have any agency in they it. They have no agency, and nothing they do affects anything that happens. And so. their plan was to just blow up the ship. Yeah, Picard's like, I'd rather kill everyone than sit here and play your games. So the alien's just like, okay, you can leave. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> He's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> There's like a sort of Chris Catan kind of feel to this alien. It looks a little like Mr. Peepers. Yeah, it's a little bit like Mr. Peepers. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that intense look. I like that he can just appear on any screen like <laughs> yeah, a, some creeper. Jesus. He, he called him through the FaceTime. I don't know. In the captain's John, he's like, boop, boop. What you doing? <laughs> and also, Sounds there's like no, like, on. there's no explanation of the alien. Like, what did it want? Why was it there? Like, it's just a, it's just a real. It's a real yeah. 7.1. interesting how much That's more it? people like that than liked yeah. the last one. That's what I'm saying. The story hey, it, is not, it is not better than the last one. No. The story, the story of this episode is that we have now watched it. <laughs> yep. yes. We'll never have to watch it again. You don't have to watch it again. I, I, just, I mean, so... I don't think I don't think even as a kid I remember I don't remember liking that episode. No. <laughs> uh I think I, I like I actually much. like the ones with uh Guinan and um I always like Whoopi's character. Well, sure. Oh, but I the saw... next one's elementary, dear Dana. Oh, this is a good, good one. one. This is a good yeah, one. Mm, cool. Sh- some Sherlock Holmes action. Yeah. Holod- Holodeck episode. Sherlock with Data. Holmes. Yeah. And Laporte gets to play Watson, right? So. Yep. Hey. There you go. All right. So. You were looking for some Jordy. This is. Yeah. Got Data Jordy. Nice. They're oh. like they're like the Duke brothers. Does anybody have any recommendations? I do. Maybe. Play the jingle for someone. Play the jingle. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Recommendations. Okay. So were you looking for someone who enjoyed Jar Jar Binks? Well, look no further. The podcast called Newcomers, where Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus pick a nerd uh, a nerd franchise that they've never seen before, and then they watch all of them and they talk about them. Uh-huh. So they did it with Star Wars. And Nicole Byer loves Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. So they did Star Wars for season one. Season two just started, and they're doing Lord of the Rings. And then they have guests on that are, like, total nerds. So, like, it's so funny because they're like, oh, yeah, we watched this movie. We still don't know what's happening. And then, like, the nerds kind of, like, you know, catch them up and help them remember what it was all about. It's funny. Are they watching with sound or no sound? Do they watch it right before? So they watch the... Yeah, they watch it before, and then the pod is, like, them talking to a nerd about what they thought about it. Uh, so, like, for Star Wars, they did all the movies, uh, including the Ewok movies, which I was like, I didn't know there are two of those. Yep. And then they Made watched... TV movies. Yeah, yeah. 
and they watched like little bits of Mandalorian and the Clone Wars and then the uh, the Christmas special. And now they're doing Lord of the Rings stuff. Holiday special. Lucky. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no Christmas in the holiday special. So newcomers, listen to it. Yeah, there's Christmas and Star Trek, but no Christmas and Star Wars. That's right. That's the only difference. That's an excellent recommendation. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks, we already said, it's pretty good. Excellent. It's very funny. Um, It's really really kind of delightful. What what Um, era is it supposed to be in? Is it an original? Like, is it in in the future? It's Picard. It's Picard. (laughs) It's Picard era. But it's after that, like, because they talk about Picard. But it's supposed to be like right. It's like ten. It's supposed to be like, like that Voyager. Yeah, yeah. That era. The late era. It's yeah. It's great. Yeah, Uh, we just watched the the opening, and we were laughing. Oh, the the intro is so good. Where they turn around. Yeah. They, they go they, into a battle. It's like the Romulans are fight, fighting the Borg cubes. Borg, and they just like, leave. It's like, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. like get hit once, and they're just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's great, because like, the whole show is about the, the like Lower Decks people, but even the ship itself is sort yeah, of... They're, called, they're the second, second contact. contact. They, yeah. they don't make first contact like the Enterprise. They make second contact. They go back and give them gifts and things like that. <laughs> just check on them, make sure everything's okay. <laughs> That's it's, really it's called funny. the USS Cerritos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ship. Man, from our auto square to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're from Southern California, you'll know that that's a reference to. A, <laughs> is that the one? Is that the one thing that everyone knows about Cerritos? That's the, the only thing I know about Cerritos. Yeah, famous car dealership. (laughs) (laughs) I'll teach you, marketers. It's all about the theme song. We remember that theme song. All about the jingles. Yeah, Yeah. get that. Get Get that that jingle jangle. (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of '90s era Amy Mann lately. Everyone should listen to Amy Mann. That was my other recommendation for the week. The (laughs) singer. (laughs) <laughs> no. Yes, you said that like you weren't sure. I yes. wasn't sure. Man. Yeah. Listening to what? listening to was probably a context clue though. There, man. When I said <laughs> a lot well, of nineties era, maybe, maybe she's a you know spoken word art, yeah. Art, yeah. artist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Famous. Um, like a beat poet. <laughs> you know how famous. You know how popular beat poetry was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, poetry, Jeff, it was Jeff. like swing dancing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That was actually yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember friends who would be like, "Yeah, I went swing and swing dancing this weekend." Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I into that once. Was... I, 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 I took lessons because I didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've got some fancy moves. It's very energetic. <sighs> uh, so we've got an anti-recommendation against swing dancing. <laughs> Sounds right. I liked I liked that mm. period. I thought that was fun. Mm. 
No, thanks. <laughs> Would you do line dancing, Aaron, instead of swing dancing? Probably not. Oh. Oh, really? I I'm not you... good at dancing what other people want to do. <laughs> Coordinated things. So like the electric slide just I have out. Style. Correct. Okay. Aaron was busy at the at the gay bar in West Hollywood on eighties doing eighties night on the stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at factory. Before. I was in the cage. <laughs> Put her back in that cage. <laughs> okay, oh. we're done, right? <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> Man. Man, we're Take done with this. Wrap Thank it you up all very much. Us. Thank you all you very much have- for listening. Please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. You can go to Instagram at Warped the Podcast or YouTube at Warped Trek. You can follow me at Host Warped. You can follow Min to learn about Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu podcasts and live streams at Wet Maynard. Go to Instagram.com slash Lunar Flare for merch and you can go to Patreon.com slash Warped to become a subscriber and get access to bonus content and additional materials. Thank you all very much for listening. Oh, I forgot to say it. I always forget to say it in the first episode. Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, uh, Defund the Police, uh, Republicans are assholes. Don't listen to this podcast if you don't like it. Until next week. (laughs) We say at the end. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Aaron. I'm in win. We lost Philippe. We lost Philippe. Yay. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.